Welcome to Let Parents Decide That, episode 20, the show where we discuss lockdown lunacy, protecting parental rights, and we try to fight fear-driven policies with strength and logic. Join us. The fight starts now. Here we are. Hello, hello. Oh, all right. Well, we're going to get people updated on the latest craziness that's happening with COVID and other uh, COVID lockdowns and other things that threaten parents. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's all over the place. Yeah. We can't get away from it. No. Nope. Stay strong. That's right. Stay strong, parents. That's right. Okay. Well, first thing I want to talk about was, okay, we, um, the mask mandate got overruled, I guess is what the term would be, or... I don't know. There was it got somehow stopped by a judge. Yes, it by got, a solitary judge in Florida. Yep, Donald Trump, a po- federal judge appointee. So if you think you can, you know, stop the effects of 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 Trump, wrong. Not going to happen. Yep. So <laughs> there's still some lingering good things. Yeah, from his administration thank hanging in there. He put a lot of judges in place. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. I mean, thank that, God. That stuff has an effect. It does because you know. look because look at this. It took one judge. To just say, hey, guess what? The CDC doesn't have this power. Right. Whoa. And can you imagine if that wouldn't have happened, they've extended it, I don't know, four or five times, right? Since they implemented it basically, I think it was January of 21. It went for a few months. Then it was set to expire and they extended it for another six months or something. And then they pushed out another month and then it was set to expire in March and then April and then now May. But really that was just uh, another window of time for them to explore the data. Yes. You know, so that you know what they were going, where they're going with it. Yeah. It was going to get extended again. Well, and what, okay. Somebody had to put a freaking stop to it. Yes. And a couple things that we have to make like extremely clear is I'm sure you've got, you know, you've seen all over the internet, People taking videos of while they're in flights and then the stewardess and whatever, the stewardess, the flight attendant, the flight attendants. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I can't, I did not mean to yeah, use I saw that one of very Blue, specific the, word. The pilots were like, guess what? We just got word. Yeah. No more mandate. And everybody's just like, yes. Okay. So this. everybody's ripping them off. And I, yep. hey, more power to you. That is amazing. That's awesome. But here's the problem with that. The whole plane is excited that the masks are coming off. You guys had the power to begin with. Yeah. You could have just done that the whole freaking time. If everybody on that flight would have called beforehand and said, hey, guess what? I'm going to cancel my ticket if you if you keep making me wear this stupid mask. It's the same power that you know unions have yeah. like going on strike, basically. But if you don't have that collective then it doesn't happen. You have to be organized, right? Because I Do, was okay. I was the same. I felt the same. And literally, the only place I didn't not wear a mask in in protest was on planes because I knew they would kick your ass off. Yes, which has happened millions of times. But it takes it takes just a. And I know that we've had. You know, we mentioned last time all of the all of the um, problems that they had. Like in the last year, like most of them were mask associated. Yeah. Right. In flight disturbances, you mean? In flight disturbances. Yep. Yeah. A lot mask related. But it didn't have to get to like the disturbance part, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have to get smarter about using our voice. And I, I wish there was a way to coordinate that because I feel like if I called in and said, I'm going to cancel my flight, they'd go, oh, well. Yep. It has to be like half the, the whole thing. Half the passengers. Yeah. Has to, you know, make a significant dent. And how do you organize that? And I'm hoping you that know? that's kind of starting. Like I'm hoping that that people kind of seeing now like, you know, it's been ramping up and ramping up and ramping up and and now we're kind of seeing like, hey, we were right. Right. You know. Well, obviously, when they said, you know, no more mandate, everybody the vast majority of everyone on the plane took their masks off. That yep. tells you right there. They do not. They're on your side. Yeah, they don't want them on. They don't want to wear them. Because guess what? The mandate does not say, or the repeal of the mandate does not say, no masks allowed. Yep. You know, that's that's what- It says you don't have to. That's all it It says. It doesn't say you can't. Yeah. You don't get to. It says you don't, we're not going to force you anymore. That's what's so frustrating about this is that when you see libs getting mad about it, well, what are you mad about? You can still wear 
a cloth mask, an N95, a face shield, goggles, yep. whatever. You can, a hazmat suit. Yep, like we, you can go in your little suit all yeah. taped up with your little seams. Like like you're disinfecting a crime scene. Yeah. You know, you can dress like you're about you want. to commit a crime. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, Nobody, nobody's banning that. You can do that all you want. So why are you so mad that I refuse to participate in that? I don't care what you do. I'm not mad. Like if they would have said at the beginning. Yeah, if you want to wear your little zoot suit around, go for it. If they would have just said, we think masks are going to make a huge difference and we'd really appreciate it if you did. They're not going to be mandatory, but we think it's a great idea. If you would have worn one, I, I could care less. Yeah. And and I didn't care when, like when I was in Vegas last week and I saw 30% of probably the public walking around casinos, walking around outdoors with their masks on. I just said, oh, well, whatever. I just roll my eyes and, but I'm never going to tell them that they can't do it. So I don't understand why they're so mad when the mandate gets shut down. They can still wear theirs. Because they still, and here's- They want that compliance. Here's my problem though, is because like, no, I'm never going to tell you that you can't. But I do want you to know the risks associated because I think that they have not. Or the lack of efficacy. Yes. And I think that they haven't done a good enough job, you know, obvious. Well, they've done a great job of misinforming. Of pushing their agenda. Pushing their agenda. Because the truth of it is, is that there are risks associated that have not been made clear to the general population. And so people are still operating on that very OG premise, right? Of I wear my mask to protect you. To protect you. And that you're wearing it to protect me. So that's why they're pissed. Because they're still, because they haven't, they have not been paying attention. So they're still operating under that like, you wear it or you're a selfish asshole. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into that a little bit. I want to show you this story here that... uh, so and here's the reason we need to be very, very steadfast and um, clear in what we're going to allow. So, you know, so what does the government do? Of course, they appeal this, um, the shut, the overturn of the mandate. <clears throat> so immediately the, and which I don't understand because the Democrats, this was a gimme to them. They should have said, look, we fought for yeah, masks. Yeah, we fought for it. We fought for it, and they, the evil judge won't let us do it. And that way they were off the hook. Do you know why, though? What I what I had seen, and I could be wrong, but one of the reasons why I saw that they were appealing was because they wanted to make sure that the CDC kept the power. Okay, yep. See Which, that. which is... No, that's exactly the point I'm going to get to okay. here. Because, yeah, at first I was like... The, this is a gimme for the dem the Dems because they can just say, "Well, hey, we tried and we fought for you guys. Sorry, immunocompromised, we fought for you. Yeah, sorry, scared old people, we sorry fought for you. that all these Republicans are so yeah, these, selfish. Exactly, it's so their fault. It gave them an out mm-hmm. to say, hey, the mask.'" Because secretly, they don't want the mask mandate to continue either. No, they're done. They they're going to their galas and yeah, their places none of them without believe them in too. it. How, how many leaders have been caught in hypocritic situations yep. where they completely ignore the mandate? But they want to keep the power. They want to keep the power. Yep. So, yeah, this article explains it here. So, basically, it talks about how they're appealing the decision um, and then, you know, goes through the legal machinations of it. And then it... it makes your exact point where yep. she said, uh, let's see. Okay, well, this talks about the legal machinations. Okay, here's what I wanted to get to. Saki. Yes. Okay, Jen Saki says, mask mandate appeal to preserve CDC's authority. Now, let's Leave just, already, let's, lady. <laughs> let's listen to her tell us what's best for us. We are um, entirely able to and legally able to be a part of the discussion, but uh, right now it's we, we, of course, are deferring to the CDC on what they believe is needed at this moment. They have already, they obviously put in place this two-week extension because they felt they needed that to take a look at the data, given that we've seen a rise in cases. If you don't know the data by now, two years in, like the ebb and flow of these things, yeah. what the hell are you going to learn in two weeks. In two weeks. It's, it's not going to make any bit of difference. So that, that just annoyed me. So we certainly anticipate to hear more from them soon on their ask for uh, for being able to have that time, which we think is entirely warranted. And the Department of Justice, as you noted, has indicated uh, that they would appeal, uh, not just because they think it's entirely reasonable, uh, of course, to have this additional time to look at it, but because they think uh, that the current uh, for current and future public health crises, yep. uh, we want to preserve Boom. that that Boom. Uh, authority for the CDC. We to have want in the to preserve. What I will pre- tell you, we want to preserve that authority for, for the, the CDC, CDC in the future. And That's let's get the clear: we can't. Pre- we're not preserving the authority, Saki, because the CDC doesn't have it, 
and this is I'm <laughs> you guys. I've been shouting this for two years. <laughs> this even uh, they do not have the authority to mandate the use of a medical device. Period. Or try telling that to a flight attendant. Yep. You know, uh, for the last two years, you get get your ass thrown out by the TSA and arrested. I'll drive. And on the no-fly list. Yeah. I know. It's complete bullshit. Yeah, and, it's insane. Yeah, so I thought it was, you know, okay, the Dems have a gimme there. They had a way out. They had an off-ramp where they could have said, we tried, we fought for you, immunocompromised, we did everything we could, but the big mean Republicans took that away. Yeah. But then, you, you know, then you realize, because honestly, it was, it was set to... It, expire again in a couple of weeks. So why are they even bothering? Right? Yeah. Because it was just, by the time they get it figured out, it's going to be past the time, but this is 100% the reason. Yeah. Because they want to, and you guys, because the next thing that comes along, they want to be able to go boom, man. Yes. They want, they want, want, it. They want the power they want and you power. have to understand, you have to understand that's all it is. that that's all it is. And l- let me give you like a little quick background too. Masks are actually also <clears throat> under emergency use authorization. Mm. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Face coverings under OSHA, they're under emergency use authorization. Mm. Because prior to 2020, face coverings were not allowed to be mandated in the workplace. Because of the dangers? Because the of the dangers. Drawbacks. Did you know that if you were if you were working in the medical field, if you were a nurse or something, and you were in a job where they had to fit test you, test you for a mask and you're supposed to be wearing a, a mask for, say, you're in a surgical setting mm-hmm. and you're supposed to be wearing a mask, which again, like I just said- which, by the was, way, is the only effective possible use of a mask anyways. Yes, and they were fit tested and the environment had different safety standards. They, they literally build that room to suit people that are taking in less oxygen. Yeah, so your cloth mask with candy canes on it wasn't doing wasn't shit. Wasn't doing anything, okay? <laughs> so prior to 2020, if you were pregnant and you were supposed to be wearing a mask at work, you didn't have to. Because of the because the there are the, dangers associated with re, with you could there reduced is there intake, is a reduced that. oxygen yeah. intake. Yeah, none, none of these mitigations. And again, I'll re, we've I'll beat this dead horse. We've said in, in literally every episode. Yes, is none of these mitigations come uh, without a cost. Yes, they are so, all number one tied to something. Number one, they better be freaking massively effective if we're going to incur the cost. Yep. And if and that needs to be judged against, you know, the cost benefit thing. Exactly. What's question, the drawback? If there's a question, leave, always leave things alone. Mm-hmm. You know, don't take drastic measures to uh, restrict people's freedoms unless there's a massive benefit. And even then, I would say, even if there's a massive <laughs> it's benefit, it's extremely high threshold. Yes, you have to ask yourself first. Do I have the authority? Exactly. And we need to hold our elected official. First of all, the CDC is not elected. Right. So the CDC, no, does not have authority to take your freaking rights away. Yep. That's number one. We also, we need to get very clear. I mean, this isn't, it's it's not just about masks. We've, we've seen that there's lots of freedoms that have been pulled. They were almost going to fire. I mean, how many people got fired because they wouldn't take the jab? Exactly. At their workplace. Exactly. And uh, Biden almost got that put through via OSHA. Yes. Which is insane. And it was so, insane. it's so close. We are so for close three, yeah, to getting For three our, days at my work, I was under that, under that law. Yeah. And luckily they just didn't come around and, and enforce it. Yeah. They didn't one. fire you right away. Yeah. Cause they knew <clears throat> this isn't settled yet. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that's how close we freaking came. Oh I my can't gosh! Believe that. And it cannot. We cannot allow this kind of shit to happen again. Yeah. We have got well, to hold people accountable. The good thing is when you see people ripping the mask off and they're like, "Yes, finally!" I mean, flight attendants included. Yes, the vast majority. I so, saw the video of that one flight attendant. She was crying. <laughs> she said, "It's been I have two a face. years." Yeah, I have a face. Look, I have a face. Yeah, and that's one thing that uh, is completely discounted is the lack of the uh, body language and nonverbal communication that yes. happens between humans and which is required for human survival and, and to thrive. Yeah. Well, not just survival to thrive, which is ideally what you want. Yeah. And if you're removing that and you're just turning, I heard Matt Walsh say, say yesterday on his podcast, he said, we turned the service class into a bunch of faceless automatons. Yeah. And that's what they were because a lot of these organizations, like when I was in Vegas, guess who had to wear masks? Yeah. 
just people the that waiters at, and the, that worked at the casinos. Yeah, well, just like at the NFL, at the we saw all the people on the sidelines right. in their masks yeah. and all the fancy celebrities yep. walking around without. Right, and then or any of these fancy galas, you know, or the Grammys or any of this stuff. You'd see the yep. celebrities are maskless, and then the servants are walking around. Yeah, masked. well, we saw AOC. What was on her freaking <laughs> right. gown? Stupid. Oh yeah, like tax the rich. Tax or the rich or something. Yeah. She's all like for she like she's for poor people, and then here every and she's unmasked, and then here yep. everybody be. Behind her with their serving trays was all. Yeah, it's just another way of dehumanizing and turning them into, you know, automatons. And even worse than that, I I just cannot imagine the impacts that we're going to start feeling in the next couple years with these, with our generation of children that weren't able to properly make these connections with their brain to see like your facial expressions and understand and to understand like, you know, happy and sad and emotions Mm -hmm. and, and your inflection and your voice carries something also with the way that your face is looking. I mean, human existence and to thrive. That's just what, you know, so there's no question this has been a damaging period. Um, So, you know, the, but then, of course, they always, you know, throw this in your face. Well, uh, and how many times have you seen this on Facebook comments, on news stories? But I'm immunocompromised. Thanks for leaving leaving us to fend for ourselves, you assholes. You know, what have you been doing your whole life? <laughs> right, well, we're going to get into that. But um, <clears throat> so I did a little bit of, you know, because I, I feel like this is kind of like when everybody was allergic to gluten all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, like. 15 years ago, nobody heard the word gluten, but then, you know, all of a sudden, five, 10 years ago, everybody was allergic to gluten. I never heard the word immunocompromised before 2020. Well, I had, but it was just in reference to people that had, you know, cancer, massive cancer or AIDS or something. Yeah. Um, You know, but they didn't expect the entire U.S. population to walk around with masks to protect them. No. And that's the difference is you just have to say it sucks for you, but you can't expect... And not that you don't care. Like that's like, that's another thing. Like let's, let's get really clear and really cut and dry about this. I'm not selfish. I am not a selfish person because I can't take every precaution to protect somebody else. Right. And, and when they try to say that a mask is a small sacrifice, we didn't expect that out of people two years ago. No years ago. No, we didn't. So why now? And when you try to say though, when you try to say, well, because this is just such a small thing that you can do, Josh, Mm -hmm. it's just such a small thing. Well, no, it's not. And if it's damaging, and if it's damaging. I like my mitigations to actually work yeah. and not be damaging. Yeah. Masks do not do either one of those. Yes. Prove it. Prove it. Prove exactly. it. So um, so I dug a little bit into this immunocompromised tag because I realized that everybody was claiming this status all of a sudden. And a lot of people just love to, you know, pile on the sympathy train. Yeah. And I'm immunocompromised. What about me? Well, first of all. It's not binary. You're not either perfect immune system or zero immune system. Yeah. It's a complete spectrum. So you could be slightly decreased, you know, immunally. You could be well, all the way is. to fully, right? I mean, I'm not like, I don't have any diseases or anything, but I don't think I'm the healthiest that I could be either. And I think you know? I am. <laughs> we just got like but, perfect alpha male <laughs> vibes coming up. I just, yeah. I mean, well, because I... You know, I'm not afraid to like eat some dirt. Well, you're taking you know? you're taking great care of yourself. I mean, I really like to eat. You treat your body like a dumpster. Rice Krispies. Yeah, whatever, whatever it takes. Yeah, but <laughs> whatever. But my point is, it's not binary. It's not either you're in the immune yes, perfect or or immune comp- immunocompromised. Exactly. It's a there's spectrum. There's a scale. There's a scale. But yes. some people feel like if theirs is decreased in the slightest, they're jumping on that immunocompromised train. Um, you know, so I, I found this article. So they're talking about, uh, you know, here's some tips that people can do with weak immune systems to protect themselves. Because really now, the mask mandates are gone just about everywhere. Yeah. And if they're not valid on planes anymore, where are you going to even see masks? I mean, I think there's a couple towns that are just like kind of regressing. And like, I think Philadelphia implemented indoor mask mandate again because of a rise in cases. Mm-hmm. You know, that old freaking thing. But basically, 90% of the country, you don't have to wear masks now. So... Sorry, that's not going to be available for you if you're immunocompromised. It's not you're not going to be surrounded by masked people anymore. Yeah. And even when we were, my you know candy cane cloth mask wasn't doing shit for you. 
Yeah. Let's be honest. No. Yeah. Well, exactly. So Let's think you about that. Protected anyway. Let's study the data. Exactly. You have not been protected no. by us. Like I haven't been protecting you. Well, obviously, I haven't the whole time because I didn't <laughs> wear any masks. But the people that were masked this entire time, when we are now, the data is now coming out that their masks have been pretty much useless. Yep. Like use your brain, because then that means. Don't you don't get to throw that on other people as a guilt trip. You were unprotected the whole time. Exactly. So moving along. Yep. So then, I mean, you 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 know you have to do what's best for you. If you feel like you need to stay home, that's on you. And but remember, you have to balance you know thriving in life. Yeah. Versus surviving. Yeah. Yes, technically, if I stayed in my house and never encountered anyone else in my life, I might avoid all potential you know microbes. Yeah. But is that any way to live? No. Not to me. You know, it's just like that debate or, you know, the discussion we had on the nursing home. Would you rather see your family and take the risk yeah. or be isolated and then just end up getting COVID anyways? Yes. Because it's impossible to stop because virus has gone a virus. Yeah. They always find a way. You can't stop them. Just terrible. You know, so it gives some tips here in this article. You know, I'm with all the vaccines and things, you know, I don't know what else they need to feel comfortable. I don't um, And there's all these early treatment things now, you know, whether it's like the Peter McCullough kitchen sink approach yeah. or even now, you know, the mainstream has adopted a lot of these things. Like they yeah. have their basically Fivermectin, you know, type product and Ugh. all these other, you know, this, like even this one, Evu Shield, have you heard of that? No. It's, uh, it's another, um, it produces fake antibodies in you. Ma- <laughs> oh, you mean like a like a? Fake it's a monoclonal antibody cocktail given in two injections to prevent COVID. For people who can't mount an immune response, even with vaccinations, the drug provides patients with a direct infusion of antibodies. Patients can receive an additional dose every six months. So there, there's lots of options. See, I have heard of the monoclonal antibodies, but now see AstraZeneca but, made one. Yes, and this is and this is a, um, you know it's more. What do you call it? Prophylactic. This yeah. sounds like it's a prophylactic treatment, yep. whereas the other monoclonal antibody treatment was to be taken if you actually were sick. Right. More of as an early treatment. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So my point is there's a lot of options now and good for them. You know, they have options they can make as a, informed adults can make what's the best decision for them. And you can't expect uh, the other 300 plus million people in America to, you know, put on a, a stupid signal on their face that doesn't do shit anyways yeah just to try to make you emotionally feel better exactly that's all it is is just viral theater as they say yeah so you know i prefer my my mitigations to actually have uh results to achieve results and this is not doing it so don't expect me to um but that in my quest i found out okay basically 2.7 percent of the population is is immunocompromised i'll pause with a baby and we're back all right, so I did a little research on the immunocompromised and found out I th- something like two point seven percent of the of America can claim that status. Two point seven percent, right? Is you know in the range of immunocompromised, meaning their immunity falls below a certain threshold. Okay. So you know it's varying degrees. Some are okay. barely, and some are extremely. Yeah. So you know when you see all the Facebook comments and every third person is saying, I'm immunocompromised, that's probably bullshit. Yeah, you're kind of like, hmm. They're just, you know, wanting to jump on the sympathy train. Yeah, pretty Um, soon they're going to have to, like, find some other thing. Because right now they're going to be able to, like, wear masks, you know, and then we'll be able to know, like, oh, well, maybe you're immunocompromised. So I did a little research. Maybe they're going to need a card. (laughs) Right, exactly. I found this article um, talking about the flu because I was curious about what, so I actually did a Google search and I limited my uh, search range to okay. 2010 to 2020, like January 1, 2020. You can do that? Oh, yeah. So I can find any articles that occurred prior to COVID. Okay. Just because I wanted to see what what it, were people talking about in regards to immunocompromised people. Yeah. You know, prior to COVID. So Smart. there's a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, they're talking about here the flu, more severe and immunocompromised patients. So... And it talks about how much more uh, dangerous it is for immunocompromised people to be, you know, to get the flu. Yeah. So my my only point in doing that was, you know, this is from 2013, right? My only point in doing that was, what did you do before COVID? Yeah. Like, were there, were there, any, was anyone offering advice before this? Yeah. Did you force me to wear a mask when, you know, I've already had COVID, have natural antibodies, definitely don't have any symptoms right now, and yet you still expect me to wear a cloth mask that's not going to do shit anyways? I don't ever How remember them you? saying, 
take the flu vaccine so you don't get your grandpa sick. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, bef- prior to 2020, immunocompromised people, I guess, were just left to fend for themselves, right? So how yeah. come they weren't whining about it then, you know, and, and forcing these mitigations on the entire U.S. population? It's just because of the hysteria that was whipped up by the media and, you know, having the the death count on CNN 24-7. Remember yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Like the first few months of 2020. They had a freaking death tally. Yeah. So You know, and a case tally. And so. it wasn't even just the first. I mean, that was like almost for the whole year. Yeah. It was just sick how it just was. You think that doesn't psychologically damage you? Yeah. It says death every day at the bottom of your screen. Exactly. Everything you're watching is just, just scrolling. Up. I mean, I'd rather see the national debt on there. Yeah. Because I think that would have a better effect and actually result in less deaths if people cared about the economic health of the country. Yeah. Well, I'd rather have to go into an office to pay my taxes instead of having them taken out of my check because I feel like... <laughs> the withholding. Yeah. Or if they had an average average weight per person, watch that <laughs> tick up by like a pound every couple of weeks. People you know? would be like, what are we going to yeah. do to stop this? That would have a far greater effect in reducing death yeah. and suffering and chronic illnesses than any of this in my stupid candy cane cloth mask. It doesn't do shit. Um, so, you know, feel free to do your own research. I'll post this article in the show notes too. So people can kind of investigate, you know, what this immunocompromised guilt trip is. And, you know, I feel bad for these people, you know, and I hate having to, fight against them like when they say i don't want to go shut up yeah you know i'm not trying to be like that no exactly but i want to deal in facts well again it's not that we don't care it's just that (sighs) i want to operate in facts yes what what do you expect everybody else to do for you the data yeah i i will you know defend my statement that my candy cane printed cloth mask when i don't have any symptoms that have already had covid is not going to do shit yeah. In regards to your health, sorry, yeah. immunocompromised person. Yeah. If you truly are even immunocompromised. Yes. And not just saying it for sympathy. You know, unfortunately, that's what it turns into. Yeah. You know, I've turned into such a cynic and such a skeptic. Yeah, that you can't even sad. believe people anymore when they yeah. say that they have an issue. Now you have to be like, prove it. Right. And I want to talk about one more thing. I think I don't think I can view this article because I ran out of my free articles with the New York Times. But anyways, <laughs> it's called How Loneliness is Damaging Our Health, okay? And it, they did a big piece on this. And I scanned it earlier in a, in a different – must have been signed in a different browser. But anyways, um, so they were – this goes back to our point on the masks, right? And the faceless automaton – automaton what, – what's the word? Automaton, automaton. Robot? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Turns I you into a faceless... I don't have your fancy words, Josh. A faceless human, you know, and I was thinking about how important human connection is, you know, and this goes back to the mask thing and mm-hmm. seeing people and, you know, having that nonverbal communication. Yeah. Um, I When we were in, in Vegas, we met up with a buddy of mine who's kind of going through a rough patch in his life, you know, with some other family stuff on his, yeah. his side of the things, and... Uh, we have this chat group on on our phones with guys that we used to be in bands with back okay. in the day. Fun. And we, you know, share memes and just crap on people and just say hilariously, you know, un-PC things to each other. Yeah. And he wasn't in this group. And I was like, dude, you got to – and I was showing him some of the stuff. And, and I'm like, dude, you got to get in this group because it's guys that we used to play together that he knows. Yeah. And uh, we got him in the group. And then he just messaged me like today. He's like – Dude, my mood is my mood is like so much fifty percent better now. Yes, just hanging out, even from people a thousand miles away. Yeah, not even in person, just to have that connection. Just sharing that human connection, and you know, this is just a that's just a tiny little anecdote. Yeah, but it when you scale that up into all the you know isolation that people have been through Absolutely. in the last two years, whether it's, you know, people in nursing homes or just being locked in your house. Like remember when in, you know, in Minnesota we had the stay in your house or mm-hmm. under threat of whatever, you yeah. know, you better bring your papers if you're going to be going to work. Imagine if you're single yeah, right? and your only interaction was, you know, when you're in the office. Yeah. And now you can't. Now you work from home for two freaking years or oh whatever it was. Gosh. And you couldn't go out to the bars. You couldn't go out and hang out, live your normal social life. Kids, I have, kids I have going a, to school with all their classmates. Imagine that's going to have a, a toll. It's good. Yeah. We're going to, and we haven't paid that toll yet. And we're seeing that in, you know, 
worse academic performance, uh, worse social interaction, you know, all, all these markers. Uh, violent crime is up in tons of cities. Because people are going nuts. Right. Yeah. So that's just my little anecdotal story about about loneliness and how that's one toll that we haven't even begun to calculate yet. Yeah. That was a price of these mitigations. Yeah, these people mandates. haven't even touched on it. I mean, no. and a lot of these, I fully believe, like as far as the nursing homes and stuff, a lot of the deaths that we saw in the nursing homes early on, that was straight up people dying of loneliness. I think that's a thing. Oh, it is. I mean, I, I 100%. Your attitude and your brain can greatly affect your physical yeah. health. Oh, yeah. That's 100% true. Well, there's studies all over the place where people have gotten a placebo of something. I just saw one for a knee surgery. Mm. Can you believe it? They had three groups of people. Um, one group got like an implant. One group got something like rebuilt or something. And the next group got nothing. But they, they put just, them under? They put them under. They cut <laughs> their knee open. And then they and then sewed they, it shut. And then they did nothing? They did nothing. And then they sewed it shut. And do you know that those people fared the best? <laughs> In the study, they fared the best. So if you think about that, they had a knee pain bad enough that they wanted to go in and get surgery, okay? (laughs) And then they go in, they have this legit fake surgery, but they've got a scar. And they they didn't know what group they were. So they studied them for the next couple years. And and yeah, wow, my knee feels great. My knee knee feels great. great. I'm playing soccer again. Yeah. Just the power of your mindset. That is crazy. Freaking nuts. Yeah, I've... I've always believed that, you know, that because you always hear these stories about guys that are in comas or whatever. And then if they were or, you know, the guys that uh, get paralyzed or whatever. And then, you know, there's certain ones that progress a lot further than others. Yeah. And you know that that fight fighter spirit or Mm -hmm. just the will to, you know, get better has to factor in. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, hopefully we're not. If you just give up right away, it's like. You don't have much left if you're just going to like roll over and take it. Then, And, you know, a lot of this massive compliance that we've seen, I think, works fully 180 degrees against that. Yeah. You know, so it's just not good for the health of the population. Yeah. Um, Okay, I wanted to get into this story. Now, do you follow... Do you know what libs of TikTok is? I've seen it before. Have you heard about this? I don't have TikTok. Okay. Um, but I've seen. Well, it's a Twitter account. Yeah, I've seen different stuff posted like on Instagram and okay, stuff. Okay, so this is just this story is kind of about tech censorship and how the mainstream media is kind of biased against conservative sources. Um, so that's kind of what this whole subject matter is about. But I'll just kind of give you the quick backstory. So basically, there's this journalist called. Taylor Lorenz that works for the Washington Post and she is a big canceler like she loves to get people canceled Mm -hmm. for you know saying racist things or misogynistic things Um, and she was literally just um, on MSNBC having a big time issue with being harassed online herself Mm -hmm. which is you know super hypocritical because she is a canceler of others non you know very frequently. So she wrote this big article about libs of TikTok, which is a Twitter account. And I'll just explain what it is qu- quickly. All they do is find insane videos and just repost them and say, wow, look at this dumbass." Yeah. But they're not editing them. They're not uh, re- removing the context. Yep, they're just reposting. They're just reposting them. Yep. So uh, of something that somebody put out publicly. So it's not like, uh, you know, it's, misleading in any way it's like literally this dude said this and here's the here's his video that he put on his twitter or his tiktok and they just find you know the nuttier ones and Mm -hmm. repost them and say look at this yeah isn't this crazy that's all it is so this taylor lorenz wrote this piece and she basically docks to the creator of this site of this account which you know as you know is one of the worst things you can do because then you get all the nut jobs showing up at your freaking house. Yeah, well, and that's what she did. She straight up put out their address, right? Right. Even when she like, was why just would on it. How do you do that? How is that part of anybody's... Because she wants to hurt them. Yes, that's, that's all terrible. it is. So, but, you know, the, the reason this ties into kind of parental issues is because this is one of the main sources where you can find nutty teachers yeah. that say insanely nutty things mm-hmm. uh you know it talks about uh, these libs of tiktok account exposed teachers caught having explicit sexual sexual conversations with children um so like there's this one uh 
Let's see. Okay. Yeah, the one that said parents need to stay the fuck out of classrooms, and if, if your parents don't accept you for who you are, fuck them. Um, oh, my gosh. I don't, um, let me see if I can actually pull this up here. Maybe we can watch this. Okay, so here's the libs of TikTok. I'm your, um, Twitter. I'm your parents now, Oklahoma middle school teacher. Yeah, okay, and look at this guy. You know, he's everything you'd expect. Um, okay, let's watch this. Hey, if your parents don't love and accept you for who you are this Christmas, fuck them. I'm your parents now. I'm proud of you. Drink some water. I love you. Bye. Hey, if your parents don't love and accept you for who <laughs> Of course, the guy's got neck tattoos. He's got, you know, crazy, you know, punk hair and stuff. He looks like that dinosaur off of, remember that show, The Dinosaurs <laughs> or whatever? Not the mama. Yeah. Not he looks mama. like he's the teenage, he's the teenage one. <laughs> yeah. So this is an Oklahoma middle school teacher. I bet he goes over big in Oklahoma, this guy. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's the kind of stuff. I mean, he literally posted this on his account. Yeah. And all they're doing is pointing it out and going, look at this guy. Yeah. That's it. They're not creating content that shits on him in any way other than just to point at him. Yep. That's all it is. And now, so that, and then this, uh, this reporter docks the creator of it. So I'll post this article, but it goes through the whole thing and, you know, talks about all the things that are, that are going on. But anyways, the, it's just so freaking hypocritical because she was literally just on MSNBC crying about being harassed online. Okay. And then she doxes the creator of this account who all they do is just repost things that libs put out publicly. And even if they were a terrible person, even if they were a terrible person, is that something you should do? No. Should never. you put their address out online? Like No, exactly. No, let's I've watch. I had to remove every single social tie. I had Taylor severe here. PTSD from this. I I contemplated suicide. It got really bad. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating and terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was your address put out online lady? First of all, that seems fake to me. Yes. Like she's really putting it on. Uh, just seems like an actress who's not very good trying to, you know, get garner maximum sympathy. But then this was April 1st, okay? Well, it's April 21st now. So less than three weeks later, she writes this article where she completely doxes and exposes the creator of this Libs of TikTok account under the guise of, you know, this needs to be stopped. Kind of, That's kind of her attitude yeah. because, you know, that's... But how is... I don't understand what she thinks is damaging when literally all the account does is repost videos they publicly put out. How is it helping? And it just collects them all in one spot. Yeah. What did you... And here's my question. <laughs> what was your purpose... What was your purpose for putting that person's address online? Exactly. Because that to me means that you want somebody to go to their house. Yep. Like otherwise there's literally zero reason to do that. It's one thing to say somebody's name, which you, I don't know. I mean, it's one thing to say somebody's name. Okay. Mm -hmm. But to freaking put out their address, that's absolutely disgusting. Insane. Yeah. And then, she even says she even showed up at people's houses, like her relatives' houses, to try to interview them, and you wow. know, that's just fucked up. Wow, you know, and really, all libs of TikTok is doing is highlighting the nutty libs of TikTok, right? Yeah. That's it, and especially the the crazy teachers and um, you know that are in the schools doing creepy and perverted shit. So it's a great follow on Twitter. You know, at libs of TikTok. Yeah. So make sure you follow them. I'll Don't go to their links. house, but we can follow them <laughs> yeah. on TikTok. Yeah, you got to follow them because it, it's a good. Or uh, on Twitter, not TikTok. On, yep, on Twitter. So it's a good way to to catch a lot of these crazy nuts that are in our education system that for some reason are allowed to have jobs, even though they say, fuck your parents, I'm your parent now, fuck them. Yeah. And they're saying that kind of shit publicly and they think that that comes with the consequences, which is ridiculous. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> okay, I want to get into uh, pandem more pandemic of the vax news. This is a little little dated now. This is from April 7th, but um, look who got COVID. Can you believe how reckless she was? You know, I would have COVID. thought that she would have had her fourth booster. Yeah, I would have thought that she would have taken the proper precautions and not been so reckless and dangerous and selfish as to get COVID. 
Yeah. How dare she? But it's probably it's probably not as bad as it would have been if she wouldn't have been all boosted up. <laughs> yep. But there's a little bit of. I'm out- sure she said that. I'm sure if oh, we would yeah. look in the article, I she mean, would have said, "Yeah, I can't even imagine how mm-hmm. sick I would have been if I wouldn't have been shot up with this poison four times." I don't even want to go dig through the article because it'll just annoy me. Yes. But I, I guarantee she's 100 percent says. Oh yeah, that. because it's like a narrative. They must get paid or something. They must. They must be like, "Hey, we'll <laughs> slip you a fifty if you'll say that." And it's probably even better <laughs> since you've got the shots. Well, it's the only play they have left. Yeah. After they completely lost the it'll stop the transmission play, that's gone. Yeah. So now the only play they have left is, uh, I guess I don't die now, where I, I would have definitely died, but now I won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's a little bit of an outbreak. Um, you know. And the funny thing is, okay, they're just abandoning all their close contact <laughs> rules and you know they're just changing what, the- what does this mean though it, okay go back up and let's read it for the audio in washington's covid19 outbreak new variants flout the old close contact rule yep so meaning what you don't have to be in close contact you can get sick let's see uh, okay high profile there's a cluster of high profile covid19 cases after a series of public events exposed high level officials well why why did they hold them then why were they being so reckless i yep. mean can you again can you imagine if this was a tea party meeting or a parental rights group meeting or uh you know who runs the second amendment NRA, like if the NRA had a lobbying fundraising dinner and then there was a bunch of cases tied to it or any, any conservative meeting would have caused this. They would be jumping on. Oh, it would be like such a huge thing. But here, here's the other thing. Like we don't hear them saying 19 hospitalizations after COVID-19, like, and they don't get shamed at all for having the event. No. Whereas before it was, how dare they? Why are they even having these events? Don't they know how reckless and dangerous it is? Oh, they're so selfish. Um, so, and of course, here we go again with the, you know, and this, this, this part is true. It says, health experts say the outbreak may be rooted in part in outdated and confusing guidelines from the U.S. Centers for <laughs> Disease Control and Prevention that help people assess their risk of getting the virus that causes COVID-19. Yeah, who the hell can even keep track of what those even are? So you're saying that all of your little, your little cartoon diagrams, people have gotten so confused, they're not sure right. what's going on anymore, even though you drew them the pictures? Exactly. And remember, you know, before every holiday, Fauci was like, I don't know, you probably shouldn't get together. We don't know if you can have Easter. You probably shouldn't have Thanksgiving. No, bad, definitely a bad idea. I would just skip it this year. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, no Christmas for but Fauci. meanwhile, you know, Democratic fundraisers, Fine and dandy, go for it. Yeah. Even though you cause another outbreak yeah. in, in DC. Yeah. You know, but they don't get held accountable or shamed in the least. So it's okay. It says on Thursday after announcing she had been in close contact with someone who had tested positive for COVID nineteen, Vice President Kamala Harris presided over the Senate confirmation of Katani Brown Jackson without wearing a mask. I mean, so she just f- completely skirted around the rules there, ignored them completely yeah. for a very high-profile event. Well, remember, as Saki said in well, her last episode. Well, it was episode, so emotional. It was emotional and historic. It was highly emotional. So she definitely needs to not, you know. So ignore- she had to take her mask off. Why? Because yeah. she was she was having high emotions. She needed to breathe properly. Yeah, well, it's, <gasps> it's worth killing a few people if, if the event is important enough. But your funeral, your wedding, that's no good. Can't have that. Um, okay, so then it just goes through a laundry list of everyone else who got and it talks about the the six foot rule okay so it says since the early days of the pandemic this is one of the most bullshit things ever the six foot social distancing because there's been no like nobody can prove or has any idea how this even came about here's their claim okay the cdc has defined someone who's a close contact and is therefore at risk of contracting and spreading as someone who has spent a cumulative total of at least 15 minutes within six feet of another person who has lab-confirmed COVID-19 or has been told they have COVID-19 by a doctor. With newer, more contagious variants, such as BA.2 on the loose, uh, Kimberly Prather, an aerosol scientist at the Scripps Institute of Oceanography, says the rule needs rethinking. 15 minutes and 6 feet was not really useful in the first place. Duh. We know people who get infected in less time and longer distance. Prather thinks the rule for close contact should have been based on anyone sharing the air in a room for a certain number of minutes. Distance, specific, well, okay, so what, like the and Fargo depending Dome? depending on the air quality. Right, I mean. Like, you cannot just pretend. Far- and is the Fargo Dome the same as a plane? 
Yeah, like I mean, she's not. She doesn't the... say shit about air quality in here at all. If you so, if you're in a room with all the all the windows open, okay. If you're in a well ventilated area with mm-hmm. all the windows open and you have fans running, that matters. Yep. Okay. Or if you're in a freaking closed closet box in the basement with no windows and no air pumping in, well, yeah, you're probably going to get sicker than those people that are in the open air room, right? Exactly. Duh. And again. This all should go back to your personal risk tolerance. Yeah. They should just tell people this information. And then if you choose to want to stay far apart or, or isolate, that should be your choice. Yeah. But if I, as a free adult, decide I want to go, uh, you know, watch Metallica at the Fargo Dome, I should be able to do that. And if yeah. Metallica feels comfortable performing and they can find enough staff who's willing to do it, then let it let her rip. I mean, what, you know... The fact that they, I mean, how much money was wasted on freaking stickers on the no, ground, which no. are all. How much money was wasted on plexiglass? <laughs> plexiglass. I'm still, still pissed up. when I go into my bank and there's still plexiglass. There's nothing else, but they've still got this stupid plexiglass standing there. I'm like, isn't that just one more thing for you to dust? Here, here's an actual uh, re- reenactment of me at Casey's earlier today. <laughs> what? What'd you say? It's the cashier trying to talk to me yeah. with her mask on behind the plexiglass. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't hear what you're freaking saying, dummy. Yeah. You know, how is this good? So I basically end up like leaning under and basically breathing through the little hole <laughs> going, hey, what are you saying? God, it's so freaking oh, annoying. Man. <laughs> Write me a note. But and then you walk through, you know, I mean, I can't even tell you how many freaking circles are on the ground. That are all worn that off. Are, that are, they're starting to just fray and, and wear off. And so oh, maintain distancing. And who the hell is doing that? Nobody. And nobody. Nobody's doing that. And But all the money was wasted on that. Almost every business in America had to buy those. Yeah. And plexiglass. What a freaking waste. So, yeah. I mean, in my mind, this, this six-foot thing was just completely pulled out of their keisters. And, uh, well, and it was, was because arbitrary. they have no metrics for how they got to that number. No. They'll even, it, it was even admitted by somebody higher up at the CDC, like a few months ago. Like we just had to pick something. Yeah. They said we, it just came <laughs> one day. We don't know where it came and from. The, well, and then all these other, every variant has been more contagious. Yeah. So really the distance should have been increased exponentially yeah, with every variant. Kept getting bigger. Instead of six, it should have been, you know, 50 feet. Well, yeah. that's not sustainable. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and then they found out one too, person per business. Then. But here's the other thing is what happened, Josh, was they found out that six feet actually wasn't sustainable either <laughs> because you don't have a six foot radius around every child in a classroom. Oh, no, God, no. Right. So then all of a sudden now it became three feet. Even though cases were rising and it's becoming more infectious. And then... They just had to realize what was sustainable. Yes. So it came up against reality. And then the close contact rule for how long you have to stay home, that gets cut way down because it was not sustainable. Not because cases weren't rising or because the new variants weren't just as infectious. It's because the midterms were coming. Yeah. And they realized that people were getting fed up with this bullshit. Not based on science. If it was based on science, they would have actually increased the distances and kept people further away from each other. Yeah, if they would have had the if data that proved that from data. the beginning. Yep. And so what we're getting at is you can see with the with the differences that happened throughout the last two years, you can see that they never had the data. No. They never had the data to tell us what was the best thing to do. And, you know, the biggest... Uh, red flag or you know the overarching point is none of this shit stopped the transmission anyways exactly <laughs> because you know the transmission rates were basically the same in in regardless of what measures were taken you know it's all over the map as far as states you know we did that article in the last episode of how you know new jersey new york california illinois were the worst performers as far as preventing deaths yep. and they were the most locked down you could possibly be yep. remember in california they literally had they were arresting guy on a paddleboard in the ocean yeah they were chasing him down with the tugboats <laughs> right they were filling up skate parks with sand yeah because god forbid you know people kids hang out together outdoors in the sun yeah no you better go back to your apartment and a natural sit in there. disinfectant yeah. And producer of vitamin D. So, you know, not only was it ineffective, it was also massively damaging and wasteful and expensive. Yeah. 
but they did it anyways because science. Mm-hmm. So you know, here's another article about the new wave of COVID cases hits U.S. officials, rattles Washington. It's like they know who to infect. <laughs> it's just so, it's so dumb. I mean, they just, I don't think my battery's dead in my mouse here, but yeah, it's just so silly. So, you know, we'll see what happens with them. Um, I'm sure they all say, you know, Thank God for the booster. And we still have to have a high level of awareness. Be vaccinated. Be be boosted. boosted. Yep. (laughs) Shut up. So if if in fact the infection hits us, then it would be a very mild case. And thank God that's what it is for the speaker said Eshu, who is Pelosi's closest friend in Congress. Yeah. So again, they're just assuming that the only reason they have a mild case is because of the booster. Never mind everyone that had mild cases unvaxxed. Yeah. That means nothing to them. Yeah. <clears throat> Your experience doesn't count. How do you prove a negative? Yeah. So it's just more silliness. All right. Well, let's get into a couple um, um, pen, uh, vax injury things. So here's another story I found on heart inflammation after COVID vaccine. Okay. <laughs> this this title, this I don't know if is this hilarious. is good or bad. It says heart inflammation after COVID vaccine, no more common than after other jabs. Hmm. So you know what that says to me? Uh, I'm going to start questioning every shot. Yeah, research finds risk of myopericarditis after COVID jab is low and similar to that after flu vaccine. Hmm. Yeah, so they They weren't telling us about that a couple years ago. Uh, I'd rather just get the flu. Yeah. And ride it out, let my immune system do its job like it did for many thousands of years and not risk the negative potential side effects of the jab. When I can just get the flu and get over it and be fine, especially when, as we know, for the flu virus every year, they're just throwing it darts at the dartboard. They're guessing because they can't anticipate the variant that's going to occur. So they, it's I forget the efficacy, but it's like ten percent or something. Yeah, you know, it's not very high. So why would you again? Why would you want to take the risk of any negative side effects if the benefits are so small? Wouldn't you rather just get the flu? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand why anybody would want to take these risks. Yeah, it's scary. It's Well, and the, the scariest thing is, is that I think prior to this, we had such a low level knowledge of the risks. Oh, and yeah. that should have been something, you know, that's something that I think is on your doctor's that they're supposed to inform you of the risks and the benefits, right? It shouldn't be just nah, one they're just, way. They're just cheerleaders. I mean, they're, they're all they're going to do is is their ag- full their agenda is get as many people jabbed as oh, possible. Oh, absolutely, but that's not what their agenda should be. Right, exactly. You know, like a a doctor who takes an oath to do no harm should also make it a priority to inform you of the risks that are associated with a procedure you would think. or a drug or something that they're trying to promote for you. Now here's a here's a telling um, paragraph. As COVID vaccination programs began around the world, it emerged that some people, particularly young men, subsequently developed myocarditis, a type of inflammation of the heart muscles, or pericarditis, inflammation of the outer lining of the heart. While cases were rare, the findings caused concern with risk of such heart inflammation among the reasons cited by experts in the UK for the delay in expanding the vaccination program to children. Mm. Well, duh. So, Especially the when they had no Kingdom, risk of dying. The United Kingdom is worried enough about about its children, but the United States doesn't give a shit. They'd rather no. Here's two hundred dollars if you take the jab. Yeah, that's what that's what we say to our kids. Yeah, you know we try we bribe them into taking it. We put waste money on billboards everywhere. Yeah, we run television commercials. Yeah, I mean I know the guy and that produced we actively promote misinformation. Yeah, I mean I know the guy that produced the local you know videos and ads. You know with the buys and players like you know. Yeah. Kids look up to, you know, with their biceps, you know, with the with the bandit on the it's bicep. It's like wartime propaganda that we've got going. Yeah, it's like basically Rosie the Riveter, except for yeah. it's, an, it's, a, it's a bison, you know, basketball wide receiver. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> yeah. Is there wide receivers in basketball? <laughs> I couldn't let that slide. That's the only thing that I know about basketball all, is that there's the, no wide receivers. <laughs> got my sports mixed up. But yeah, it was, it's Rosie the Receiver yeah. instead of Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're just using every emotional, you know, and thing they have tool in their playbook they can use to try to convince people to take these when they're really at no risk, especially at that age. Yeah. 
So, yeah, now it says, okay, new research suggests that myopericarditis, an umbrella term that encompasses myocarditis and pericarditis, is not only uncommon after COVID jabs, but the risk of developing it is no greater than that posed by other types of inoculations, such as flu vaccinations. Yeah. Again, then count me out. See, now I need to do more research. Not <laughs> that I've out. ever gotten a flu shot, right. but now I really want to see what the numbers were. I'm trying to think, have I ever gotten a flu shot? Because now I'm thinking, shit, that I just... That I rolled the dice yeah. like five years ago because, you know, I was just on. I was completely unaware before. Yeah, I you know, as are I ever, most of us. If I skipped the flu vaccine before, it was just because I was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Oh, but I wasn't against it morally or anything. Yeah. But now I'm like, uh, no, get that shit away from me. Yep. I'm not going to roll the dice here. Yep. I'd rather just get the freaking flu. Well, especially now that you know flu. that one of the freaking side effects could be that you could have heart problems for the rest of your life. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure if you're a uh, branch Covidian, you read this article, you were like, well, I guess it's low risk, just like the flu. So sign me up. Maybe for all we of should them. combine them. Yeah. Sign me up for all of them. You know, once every four months. Yeah. I mean, it's ugh, crazy. And let, just as a side note, people, mm -hmm. if your if your doctor told you that it was safe to get the flu and the COVID shot at the same time, get a new doctor because there have been <laughs> right. no safety studies performed that prove that that's true. Yeah. You the get live, a new doctor. The live human trials are now. Yep. You know, we're going to we're going to all find out together what happens. All right, well, let's get into some local things quick. So um, this is a little bit outdated, too. I know last night there was a, <clears throat> like a forum for all the school board members. But so in Fargo, there's a school board election coming up in June, right? Yeah, and the, as well as the city commission and Cass city County elections, yep. all kinds of all kinds of elections. So now is the time when you take all that anger. All that pent up frustration. <laughs> yeah. Now you can do something about now it. That was when you get to actually have a say. So don't be lazy. No, no, no. Don't get an absentee ballot because we don't <laughs> no. trust those. Exactly. So you need to get out there, you know, watch all these, you know, I, I live in Minnesota, so I can't vote on, on any of the Fargo stuff, but, you know, get inform yourself, you know, as to what's going on. And uh, I'm keeping apprised of all the Moorhead you know, I'm painfully aware of uh, who on the Moorhead school board it needs to go. Okay, mm -hmm. and there's some overlap here in in the problems. Like uh, this this video we're playing right now is them talking about a couple of the board members, the Fargo current Fargo school board members say they're opposed to adding the pledge uh, before meetings, pledge of allegiance, because it could create divisiveness as one, and the other guy I think just doesn't believe in it. Um, so, you know, that's, in my opinion, that's disqualifying. Like, I don't want yep. that. I want that person gone. Um, you know, I mean, this is America. If you have different views than that, but you need to be aware of where your candidates stand so you yep. can make your judgment based on their actual positions. And most of this stuff is stuff that people miss because what happens is you go to vote. If you're even, if Name you even, recognition. yeah, you that's go to vote, you just vote somebody in and then you quit paying attention. Yeah, I mean, I think because I'm, all this shit is happening in board meetings, it's happening in committee meetings that they have outside of the public board meetings. Right. And you don't you're not most people do not have the time to put in to pay attention to what the heck is going on, which is why you have to be so, so careful now during election time to vet your candidates and to make sure that the people that you're electing in to do the work on your behalf, you can trust them. Yep. Because you know, you're not going to pay attention. Let's right. get real. And I'm you know, ashamed to admit that I may have voted for Kara Glow for the Moorhead School Board back whenever the last election was, just based on, hey, I saw her signs. I have and no idea if I've ever even voted for school board, Josh. <laughs> right, like, this is, that's how, I and mean, then, so we're both in the same imagine boat. Imagine my surprise when I watched my first, even though I work at the district, and I watched my first school board meeting like a year ago when all the mask stuff started, and I saw her sitting, refusing to stand for the pledge. I'm like, what the? What the hell is this shit? Mm -hmm. And I was like, did I vote for this chick? Yeah. She's got to freaking go. Yeah. You know, and then after you, if you watch her behavior in the school board meetings, um, if you're a conservative person, you're probably not going to agree with it. Yeah. You know, and to each their own, they can make those decisions for themselves. Um, but believe me, I'm not making that mistake again. So 
you know, I'm, I'm not sure what you have to say about the school board stuff, but, you know, here's another article on this. Um, two school board members vote against saying pledge before meetings. So it names them Seth Holden and Jim Johnson. Now, I don't know if the, either of these are up for election. Now you're putting me on the spot because I can't. Re- I think <laughs> Seth is, but I'm okay. not positive. I cannot remember. Yeah. So, you know, it goes through their reasons why. Actually, um, I. Um... And then, okay, but then there is a, uh, I have an article here too about. There's 15 candidates on June ballot for Fargo School Board. Yep. Okay, so it says here there's 15 people running for five open spots on the Fargo School Board in June. Incumbents Robin Nelson, David Paulson, Rebecca Knudsen, and Brian Nelson are running again, with board member Jessica Benson hoping to join the city commission, meaning there will be at least one new board member. Okay, so yeah, so neither of those guys are up. Okay, so they're in for another couple years. Yep, they're in for another two years. So then it lists, you know. Devin Stachinsky. Yeah, list the names of all the people. And I know like Jake Schmitz did a thing on, um, and you know, he's way more informed on who, who's good and who's yep. not. But really, you gotta, you can't skate on this stuff. Well, here's somebody that I want to call out though, that I, that I need people to be very aware of. Wait, wait, Zach? Zach Acola. Yeah. He's like straight up Antifa. Zach is, yes, he is a, he is a registered Antifa member. Democratic socialist. Democratic socialist. He's a proud socialist. Yeah. So if you're a conservative freedom loving person at all, do not check that name. No. You got to make sure that you know what's going on there. And then you got to do your research on all the other people and figure out, you know, what positions you agree with. I mean, this is America. You know, if you agree, if you think differently than us, that's fine. But- Absolutely. Don't go in un- uninformed. Do you- not go in and just check boxes because you're going <laughs> to F it up. I'm telling you right now. Do not just check boxes. People people tend to check boxes on... You want to know what was weird last time? All the people that got in, their names had son at the end. That sounds like a... Like, like Johnson, Olson. It sound, they sound like responsible <clears throat> Midwest family names, right? right? Knutson, Paulson, Benson, Johnson, right. yep. Nelson... Weird. Yeah, just, you know. Don't run on the names. That's the going with your gut. Yeah. Box checking. Uh-huh. You know? Jim Johnson, that <laughs> sounds like a good guy. Nope. 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 Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if you can call, but yeah, Zach, what's it, Ecola, is that how you say his name? I don't care. Or Echola, whatever, but yeah, he's- <laughs> I don't care he, even how you say it. He's Stay straight away. up evil. He's. He, I mean, he, if he gets in, it'll be- if it's he gets in, fire. we will have a, and and you want to know why he's running? Because he was concerned about the slate of conservatives that were coming. So if that tells well, yeah, you anything. The most threatening thing to him would be conservative Would be a conservative getting, parent. Yeah. So you know what? I'm sure from 2016 to 2020, he was just run, running around with his hair on fire. Yeah. Well, Trump was in. he said that he was too, he, he said at the town hall thing last night that he was, he's a working dad and he was just too busy to go to school board meetings and get all shouty (laughs) but he wasn't too busy to participate in the black lives matter riots downtown two years ago he was he was like all for those yeah i mean it's it's in he's he's like pegs the needle to the left yeah insane um so yeah it's on you if you live in fargo you gotta research these names figure out who believes what and hopefully somebody will put out like a, a little fact sheet. Oh, we will. You know, <laughs> rate them like yep. and we also, one to five stars, you know, as far as how conservative or, yes. or freedom loving. Really, I just say freedom loving. Yeah. It's not even conservative. It's what just, I'm working on, I'm working on too, like kind of a town hall style meet and greet mm-hmm. um, sponsored by Let Parents Decide That so that we'll, and I'm going to invite every one of the, the candidates and see who shows up to just shake hands and meet parents. Right. So that you can, you, and, and Zach will be outside throwing rocks. Through the yeah, window probably. With the Molotov cocktail. And I know that it can be kind of, kind of, um, you know, intimidating. Cause you think like, God, I don't want to sound stupid. I don't really know what questions to ask or whatever. Well, then why are you running for the public office? No, I mean like for a parent to go and oh, be like, Oh, right. I don't really know what questions to ask or whatever. Yeah. We've got you covered. <clears throat> we'll, we'll provide like, like, you know, lists of questions that you, just to get you thinking. I mean, if you just go and listen. Yeah. You don't have to talk. Yep. You don't have to ask, but just to even come and just listen to other people's questions. I, I love that kind well, of stuff. Well, if you wrote, wrote your question down, if you're too afraid to say it on the mic, somebody yep. else can ask it for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, if I was running for office, you know, obviously we have no problem saying our views. I mean, we're out yep. here saying them all the time, but, you know, I would s- state my positions and, you know, fully 
stand behind them. Yeah. You know, not try to weasel out. You know, I don't know if you've been following Dr. Oz or he's running for Senate now. No, I haven't. But I, you know, <laughs> you know it's when funny people about him. get too middle of the line, that makes me sick. Well, actually, he's trying to go r- super right wing to get like Trump's endorsement, which he now has. Okay. And I'm like, Dr. Oz, isn't he like a total liberal, like yeah. pro-abortion, like idiot? And now all of a sudden he's acting like he's pro right wing. So, you know, you got to be aware of, you know, he's been on TV for 30 years. Yeah. Watch him. There's plenty of tape of him saying crazy shit. Yeah. So you can't just all of a sudden declare that you're, you know, and just like get a bunch of talking points and start saying the right stuff. Yeah. But sadly, most people people don't do their homework. So do your homework, parents. Yeah. So, you know, it's on us now. You got a month month and a half yeah seven weeks it's june 14th is the election yep you got seven weeks to do your research and figure out um who most closely aligns with your views and yeah and And if you need any help join us at let parents decide that on facebook you Mm -hmm. can ask some of the we've got some of the candidates in there that you can ask them for yard signs if you decide that you want to support them yeah obviously if somebody's in our facebook group or your facebook group you know they're obviously probably cool right yeah (laughs) <laughs> they, they wouldn't be in there if they didn't. They're the good guys. If they weren't clo- a lot closer to our views Unless than they're most. spies. But then <laughs> right. you won't see them because they're staying quiet. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. So make sure you send emails. If you want to find out when these events are going to occur, do let parents decide that at gmail.com. Make sure you gra- join that Facebook group. Make sure you watch us on Rumble because we're too naughty for YouTube. Listen anywhere. Audio podcasts are found, Apple, Spotify, Google, et cetera. And support the show at LetParents.com or... LetTheParentsDecideThat.org. That's right. Stay strong. Keep fighting. We'll see you next time. 